are you finding the uh, adjustment to fifth eds is smooth? Are you? Uh, yes. You're not lost. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm very grateful for the uh, the the uh, a quick Q and A that you're able to help me with as we go through, because it's uh, like when I ask about things like five foot step, uh, those sorts of things wrong foot me a bit, but. Uh, uh, it's uh, you've been very quick with that. Uh, nope, you can't do that, but you can do this. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes, that is true. And uh, most of that comes from experience playing fifth ed, but some of it I just make up as I go. Um, for example, I don't really know how Dragomir can pin things to the wall or to the floor using the rules, um, but that's almost kind of true of 3.5 and Pathfinder too. Uh, I mean, that's that's maybe been the one biggest sticking point of all the rule systems ever is fucking grapple, right? How do you how do you get your monsters to not move? The grapple rules are unrewardingly complex. Yeah, yeah, almost always. Uh, it's I mean, like a mini game. You make an a- athletics check. Your opponent makes an acrobatics check. You know, they just they boil it down. That's what seems like what Fifth Ed does. Nine times out of ten, is take all the complexities of previous editions and just boil them down. Yeah, I am. Um, I a little bit like the complexity. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my no. jam. But yeah, so far so good. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's not alien by any stretch. Like it feels like D and D. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they, you know, that's tough. It's tough to walk that line. I can imagine as mm-hmm. designers. Uh, to, to, to retain that feel, but also to make it flow and make it accessible to newcomers and stuff. I don't envy them. The spell selections look a little different. Yeah. Like, for example, I just whipped out a 4d6 yeah. Radiance Blast from a level 1 character or a level 2 mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. It seems pretty... Right. Overpowered. Yeah. Just different. Clerics usually don't have any offensive capabilities mm-hmm. spell-wise until... Sure. Second or third level spells. Spiritual hammer probably is the first real one. Mm. Spiritual weapon? It used to be just called spiritual hammer, sorry. Uh. Way, way back. Yeah. yeah. Here's here's a question. Action versus a bonus action. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is well, a-, a bonus action you can take one of per action, basically. Um, so... I don't know about rangers, but as a fighter goes up in levels, they would get to make an extra attack as a bonus action. So 5th Ed doesn't have any of the iterative attacks that previous editions had. Um, Gotcha. So probably Ralston, you will never have two attacks, or three or four attacks per round, but a fighter can use their bonus action to make an extra attack. Uh, you may right. you may be able to use your bonus action eventually to do something, something uh, you know, a, a blast, a healing blast, or cantrip of some kind, whatever. Yeah, I'm look I'm looking at a level one spell that I I was also surprised to get spells at first at second level, uh, but uh, it was like Hunter's Mark casting time one bonus action. Ah, so that might be uh, something you can do in order to bolster your next attack, right? If you cast Hunter's Mark and then attack, you can do those in the same round. 
Ah, so you so the bonus doesn't have to be afterwards. That makes sense with this because it uh, until the spell ends, you deal an extra one d six damage to the target. What's yeah. what's the duration of the spell? Is it just one round? Uh, up to one hour. Oh, well, shit. That's very nice. Concent concentration up to one hour. How much extra so, damage? So so long as I'm not. Sorry. How much extra damage? One d six. Jesus, yeah. that's pretty good, man. For uh-huh. And you have advantage. I had forgotten about this one. I otherwise I might have pulled it out with the vampire. But uh, and you have advantage on any wisdom perception or wisdom survival check you make uh-huh. uh, to find the target. So once I've designated a quarry, right. So that's yeah. Hunter's mark is all about one target. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it lasts for yeah. an hour probably isn't that important. It's irrelevant. Yeah, because most combats are over. Yeah, not unless it's running. Sure. Yeah, I think they've tried to give each class a couple of basically cool things that they can do at early levels. Signature ability. Yeah, just to tie them over, if nothing else. Um, But I I do wonder about a lot of the the balance of the game. Uh, I noticed this about monsters as well. Some of the monsters that claim to be low challenge ratings do a shit ton of damage. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know how they account for all of that. Um, maybe it's just a slightly more random game yeah. in that respect. I guess once you get up to like level 5 or something, that it, that randomness curve levels out probably just because you're more powerful. And maybe. More, bigger pull hit points and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like that Radiant spell that I have, mm-hmm. if a monster had an equivalent... 24 damage kills all three of us, probably. Maybe not David. Mm-hmm. But it probably kills me. It probably kills Jason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, no, it does not. Uh, might. Yeah, it would, actually. I have 21 hit points. Yeah. You, you certainly don't want. Yeah, I have, 20, I have 24. Yeah. I have 26, so it's not actually that much better. You certainly don't want a monster. To be doing the kind of damage on a crit that Andre was doing right. on a crit, right? That would end you. Um, well, that that also depends on the type of game you're running. It's like I remember when I was little, the ga- type of games that my brother ran and a couple other people I've played with, yeah, uh, were very much the yeah. There's a kobold's going to take you down until you're level three, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, um, you would end up with just going through five or six characters before you got out of town. Right. Because they'd all end <laughs> that, up dead. That does sound like your brother, yeah. I, 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 I remember some games like that, too. Or, at the very least, games where, you know, you leave town, and you can go to the foothills and fight orcs, or you can go straight to the swamp and die. <laughs> yeah. Like... It's a sandbox, Video game but style, yeah. but they're not gonna they're not gonna pull their punches. Um, I'm more narrative focused, and so I'm yeah. less likely. That's to what I mean by type of game, you know. Um, Certainly not maliciously. The other difference with fifth ed, which you haven't had to deal with yet, has to do with death. Uh, when you drop to zero hit points, the the system for determining whether or not you die is is profoundly different oh yeah uh, yeah it's it's quite exciting in a way uh i don't want to ruin it because i think it's kind of exciting to let it happen uh you know in in the moment um 
but it seems to me, I haven't worked out the, the stats for it or anything, the odds, but it seems like it's pretty unlikely that you're gonna just die. Right. That it's, you know, even if you get hit really, really, really hard, you'll probably end up being okay. They've just designed a system that allows for really close shaves. Right, I gotcha. Yeah. I, I can dig that. Ah, there's nothing more, uh, nothing that takes the, the wind out of your sail as so much as your character just getting rocked and dead and there's nothing you can do well, about it. Well, right? yeah, and in 3.5, uh, you know, if you took more damage, then you have hit points plus constitution, then yeah, you're just dead. You're dead, 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 dead. Uh, there was no, and, and massive damage and shit like that. And if you died before you were level 7 or something, the odds of you getting resurrected was basically mm -hmm. zero. Well, yeah, you guys aren't getting resurrected. But if you die before level 7, you're definitely coming back as a zombie. Lich. No, no, zombies are... <laughs> Lich. Lich. Dream on. Level 2 clerical Lich. It last real long. <laughs> I am the deacon. I'm liking the app I'm using so far quite a bit. Okay. For, for rules? Uh, for, for character. Okay. Which one's that? Uh, it's Prism, P-R-I-S-M. Uh, it, certainly, it certainly made leveling up very, very simple. It allowed customization. Like, I was able to put in the uh, uh, the traits and so on. Cool. Uh, and it is... I'm pulling out the dice more now because it is more clear about what a roll is. Like what the like for my uh for Whitewood, it's a D twenty to hit. Tells you what the critical is. Tell you what the bonuses are that you that are built in. Any proficiency bonuses, any dex bonuses, and uh, so I can click on the weapon and be reminded of all of the uh all the bonuses. That's nice. That get added to to a roll. One thing I've noticed about fifth edition so far is it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of um, customization options for your character at the start. No, like a cleric has there's one kind of cleric basically with a mm -hmm. few few flavors. Each um, each class gets access to that customization at a an early level, but it's different for each class. Right. Uh, I mean, you chose a domain, right? I had to, yeah. Yeah. That's my jam. Yeah. That's kind of it. Uh, but the Barbarian is going to choose... I forget what it is. It's like the path of the bear or yeah. something. And it'll happen at probably third level. Ranger will be similar. Right. You'll choose a path, basically. It's like an archetype in Pathfinder. Yeah. I got my fighting style at two. Primeval awareness at three. Yeah. So you're right. Um, early, early, early on, it's not. Uh, there's not much for customization. Path of the Totem Warrior, Path of the Berserker, and yeah, it kicks in at level three. Yeah, le leveling up so far has been really straightforward. Like it took me about five minutes to do. Um, because you don't have feats to worry about. Skill points. Mm. That makes a difference. And skill points, yeah. Fucking skill points, right? That's it's so stupid. much simpler. So stupid. Yeah. Yeah. 
It is worrisome, though. It doesn't seem like you get much stronger combat-wise until fifth level, I think, before you get another proficiency or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely... It feels like a slower progression. Hmm. Um, it's interesting. I shouldn't mm -hmm. I shouldn't judge it before I experience it. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I see pros and cons, and I think that the people who are most likely to be frustrated by the changes are min-maxers, people who really love to uh, choose exactly the right options to make their character perfect because there just aren't as many options, right? Um, so you don't you don't get the same satisfaction of finding the one best path through all of those options. Uh, but if you just want to play a good story with some archetypal characters, then it gives you what you need, you know? In any case, it would make for an adventure that we can enjoy. You don't really need much at the grand scheme of things, you know what I mean? Yep. Just need a silver hammer, plus one. Bang, bang. And some werewolves <laughs> to whack in the head. <laughs> That's going to be your theme song. That is true. Yeah. All I, all I need in life is a barbarian class. That's all I need in any system. You have played so many barbarians. I've played a lot of barbarians. When when did you I have when did you discover that you loved them? Because I don't think you played them the in high school. The first time I played one. Um, but I mean, when was that? I don't remember precisely. It's definitely getting back into gaming after university. Um, you play a barbarian back when destroying magic items. Is how they how they got experience points back in three point or whatever. No, that they, wasn't three They weren't allowed to use. No, yeah, no, they weren't allowed to use magic items in three point I'm pretty sure that I never played three point oh. I, I uh, three point five, I think, is when I got back into D and D, and D and D, and then Pathfinder after that. That was yeah. That was Which was the series that sold you all the, like the monster manual stuff was the sold you packages of sheets uh -huh. and you could buy. You had a binder. Yeah. Second. That was second was that edition, wasn't it? No, that was the second. Second ed, yeah. Advanced. In fact, in yeah. fact, I remember going to a bookstore with you, Jason, and buying the first Monsters Compendium in California. Yeah. Uh, Barnes and I Noble. That was. Oh, because I was thinking. Sorry, I, I keep on thinking of first ed, like the the very like the very classic image of the player's handbook with the guys hanging off the right. Uh, the um, the statue. Um, I keep on thinking of that one as second, but while it is the second edition, second version, it's first edition. Is the first the first version came yep. in the small books. Yeah. What but, is the uh, uh, what is the colloquial way of referring to the original publication of D and D rather than first edition? Well, the very very the, first the one, one with the little with the little books. Yeah, they're called yeah. brown book, I think. Oh. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That is the color it was. Yeah. But but there was D&D &D, and then there was Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. So yes. the very first one uh was distinguished that, was that it, way. Yes. Yeah. 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 David, I ask about your barbarians because I think the first time that you played one with me, you actually played a series of them. They kept dying and <laughs> One of them, I don't remember anything about him except that he was a barbarian. The way in which, tell me if you remember this, is a mind flayer 
teleported him to hell or to the abyss. Like plane shifted him to the abyss. And then plane shifted back. And his plan was to hold you hostage to get all the other characters to give up all of their magic items. He's like, I will bring back your barbarian if you surrender your magic items to me. And they were all like, no. That's not happening. And and, and meanwhile, you were in hell where you take, you know, 3d6 fire damage per round, but you were raging. And because you were raging, you had extra hit points. And as long as you were raging, you weren't going to die. But as soon as your rage ended, you were going to drop below and you were going to drop dead. And I, I remember this distinctly because I remember the image of this barbarian stalking around the, 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 the blasted fields of hell. So angry. <laughs> so angry. And he knows, he knows that his, 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 his allies are not going to, to get him back. They're not going to give up their magic items. They're never going home. And he's so mad. And that's not I, I don't. But um, it was. I the, completely believe it. I completely believe it. It was the City of the Spider Queen campaign. So you were in the mm. oh, way after dark, and yeah. and yet yeah, your human barbarian died like that. And then I think to make up for it, I felt a little guilty, so I gave you a fire giant barbarian. <laughs> What? Ah. That's quite the fucking reward. Yeah. Well, they were <laughs> yeah, fine. that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. The why? Did, why did the party not want to give up its magic items? Was it because I ha- my character hadn't been around around long enough that they felt they had any loyalty to him, or was it just that it was one of those underdark campaigns where everyone's got a selfish motivation and you can't persuade people to do things for the good of it? I think it was kind of the latter, but I think it was also the fact that you were playing with. Brent and Ron and they they just didn't want to give up their magic items. Like, what <laughs> yeah, I can easily imagine Ron saying with a grin, "I mean, you're going to come back as another barbarian anyway. It'll be fine." <laughs> no, and Ben Ben's not going to give up his magic items for anybody. He's like, "Let's kill this dude, and then we'll figure out a way to go get our barbarian." Yeah, we'll, we'll find a way to go to hell. Yeah, sure, if we have to, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> at, what, at what age would this one have been at? How old were we? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we were grown up. 30s. Yeah, we were in our yeah. 30s by then. This was this yeah. was okay. 3.5 stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I know. No, there's no excuse for this infantile behavior. No, it's just... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I... But... I don't have that precise memory, but I do remember going through a series of barbarians under you, and uh, I remember uh, it being a thrill a minute. <laughs> I, I I don't think I'd ever had as much fun as playing a barbarian. Yeah, well, and and Sheila zeroed in on rogues around that same time, mm. and so while you were going through your your serial barbarians, she was playing a rogue whose goal was to have, I think three returning daggers with the fire, frost, and electricity powers on them or something. So she could, like, whip, whip, whip these daggers out and they do different types of damage and then they come right back into her hand. 
And and again, it's like she didn't care about any of the other shit. She certainly didn't care about what the drow were up to. They, everybody was just down there to get loot. That was the point. No. <laughs> yeah. It's like we didn't really read up on the theme of the game we were playing. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's different approaches, right? There's different there's different styles for different groups. Sometimes you got to make your own fucking theme. Yeah. It, <laughs> it can be a Monty Hall if everybody agrees on it. You know, go in, kill everything. You guys were totally murder hobos in that one. I remember even... Yes. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even have the term back then, but I, I remember several times when you guys went, this is just somebody's home. Like, we just <laughs> went into this cavern and killed these troglodytes. They yeah. were not doing anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. They had some shiny stuff, and now it's ours. So much of D&D is just aggressive breaking and entering crimes. That's just it. Yeah, it's a oh, very it's true. It's a very dark libertarian game when you look at it a certain yeah. way. I mean, of course we think we're heroes, but that's probably not what the orc babies, the orc orphans think. One of my designer coworkers likes to use the uh, the expression genetically evil. Uh, it is just a, a shorthand for when you're playing a game like this and there's a whole bunch of uh, enemies you need to get through, uh, you cannot afford to be bogged down in ethical analysis and quandary in all of this stuff. And so you need a shorthand for who is genetically evil. You just know they're evil because of what they are. Um, and he always says it with a cute little grin on his face to, uh, that, uh, that uh, acknowledges exactly how problematic that statement is. <laughs> He's he's very big on the D and D is a game about murder hobos. Yeah, it's D always the ones who show up on the screen with the red circle around them. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been playing uh, the video game Hades recently, and it is delightful because you're fighting your way through the underworld. You're trying to get out, and so everyone you kill is already dead. All of these things that are being thrown at you, they're all just shades. And and you're also, you're like a demigod, but when you die, it's a roguelike game. So you die, you go back to the beginning, and you just basically reconstitute and go, oh, that sucked, let's do it again. So the there's, it's not genetically evil, um, it's sort of th this, this sense of expendability or, or renewability that... It doesn't matter who you kill or what you even destroy. It's all just going to come back. And I, I find that clever and, and satisfying. Satisfying. It means I can murder more. Yeah, yeah. I can be really <laughs> mean to these shades. They were sent to hell for some reason. That's right. That's right. I'm sure they did something wrong. It's true. There's not the heaven. Escape from heaven. Simulator. Yeah. yeah. That's a wholly different game. Well, and they even no, they even justified as you get up higher, you get to Elysium, and then you're fighting all of these noble warriors, and and so the game suggests that these noble warriors have they've just been hanging around Elysium, spoiling for a fight, and and along comes Zagreus, and and hey, great, we get to fight him. That's awesome. You know, it's like if you go up to Valhalla and everybody goes, yeah, let's fight, right? I don't know what's going to happen when I get past Elysium and get up to Greece. 
I'm a little start, worried. Start killing Greco citizens. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little <laughs> worried about that part, but we'll see. Rock down a creek and start slitting throats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be something like that. <laughs>